now on our uh, Book Talk segment. Great to welcome a woman who's written a very interesting book about a uh, very little-known uh, thing that happened during World War II, and that's why it's called The Great Secret, the classified World War II disaster that launched uh, the war on cancer. We're joined today by uh, Jeanette Conant, and I believe she's up in uh, New York today, Long Island, right, Jeanette? I am. I'm in Sac Harbor. Great. You're talking to a former Long Islander. Grew up in Floral Park, so always good to talk to somebody from Long Island. Well, congratulations on the book. I had a chance to, to read through it, and again, I guess like most people, probably why you wrote the book, did not know anything about this story. First of all, how did you get involved in, in finding out about this? I was going through my grandfather's papers, and my grandfather was uh, James P. Conant. He was one of the directors of the Manhattan Project. Oh, sure. Uh, that, developed, that developed the bomb, um, but uh, he was also in charge of all chemical weapons, which um, most of us think were not used in World War II, but surprisingly, I, I discovered that we made a huge amount of poison gas in World War II, and we shipped it to Europe. We didn't want to use it, but we were so afraid that the Germans would use it that we we made it and we shipped it to Europe and we had it in these secret reserves just in case. You talk about the Manhattan Project. Uh, oh, we had some f- former in-laws that uh, the father of uh, that person worked on the Manhattan Project as well. So there's a lot of things that went on, obviously, that nobody knew about, but uh, now, little by little, I guess we're hearing more about it, right? But what, what was going on exactly. during World War II? Yeah. When people hear the term, and you talk about it in the book, mustard gas, right? Is that pretty much what it was? Yes. In this case, it was mustard gas. And what happened is that on the night of December 2nd, 1943, the the Germans bombed a huge Allied port in Bari, Italy. And we had... we were bringing in tons of munitions, you know, tanks, jeeps, uh, bombs of every kind, getting ready for D-Day and the big push into Europe. And um, we were caught by surprise, uh, and the Nazi uh, bombing raid exploded um, and sunk 17 ships and killed over 1,000 young American British and um, uh, American British sailors and wounded another 1,000. But... Um, it was so terrible that that event was called the Little Pearl Harbor. It was the worst naval tragedy of the war. Um, but that was really all that they ever released about that humiliating event, because aside from the tragedy that of, of the death and the sunken ships, what they did not reveal was that one of the bombed ships, the American Liberty ship, the John Harvey, was carrying a secret cargo of 2,000 mustard gas bombs. And when they exploded, it released a huge cloud of poisonous mustard gas over the harbor, and it poisoned um, hundreds and hundreds of the sailors who survived the initial attack. And we'll get into... Well, what came out of it that was beneficial, uh, unfortunately, for, not for those people, or you know, sad situation. But the, the, the uh, secret was kept, of course, by both Winston Churchill and uh, General Eisenhower at the time, right? That they they kept it under yeah, wraps. They agreed to conceal the truth because they were terrified that if Hitler learned that the mustard gas was there, he would retaliate and launch a huge uh, chemical war. So. Rather than risk that, they sort of, in some sense, sacrificed um, the hundreds of survivors that, you know, had already been exposed and might well sicken and die in any case. They had to weigh that against the hundreds of thousands of troops that were fighting for victory. Um, They wanted to protect them from being, you know, caught in a huge gas attack if the Germans learned of this incident. So the whole of... um, 
the whole accident was was classified. Nobody was to mention mustard gas. Even the term mustard gas was stricken from all the wartime communications, and it was taken out of all of the medical charts. That was how strict the wartime censorship was. Um, as a result, the doctors who were treating these uh, young men didn't really know what was wrong with them, and when they started dying suddenly of mysterious symptoms, um, they sent a red alert to headquarters, and Eisenhower sent a young chemical warfare expert, a young American doctor named Stuart Alexander, to investigate. Um, and he was not told what he was investigating, so he walked into this huge disaster. Mm. Now, mustard gas was used primarily during World War One, right? That's banned, correct. Banned by the Geneva Convention after that because it was so brutal. Wasn't that what happened? That's right. And and, and World War One was was you know it was a, largely a land war, so uh, mustard gas in that case had been carried by the wind and choked and 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 scorched the lungs of advancing troops and and killed them. But what happened in this case was because this was a naval disaster and the ship carrying the mustard gas sank. The mustard gas hadn't really, most of it wasn't released into the air. Only some of it was released into the air by the bombs that were exploded. The rest sank. And what happened is it leaked out into the water of the harbor and it mixed with the fuel oil. And this had never happened before in history. And it produced an unprecedented event, which was the super poisonous combination of fuel oil and mustard gas. It was super toxic. So the sailors that, that jumped overboard and swam to safety or were rescued off of the burning ships, they were covered in this mixture. And, you know, otherwise they were okay. They'd been rescued. So they ended up sitting in the hospital wards while, you know, the severely burned and, and severely injured went into surgery. They sat around in their wet uniforms for 24 to 48 hours waiting to be seen by the doctors. And they ended up marinating in this toxic mixture, and it killed them. And yeah. it was very tragic. And again, mustard gas is made of, out of mustard, and it's not technically a gas, right? I mean, you, it just created it's a, a smell a like it. A yeah, liquid, it's a liquid, yeah. yeah. Right. It's called mustard gas because it has a kind of a, it's a chemical, but it has a kind of a peppery smell, and the troops always said it smelled like mustard. And what happened was when this young doctor arrived in the hospitals and he's walking through the wards and he's trying to figure out what's wrong with the men, he picked up this odor. It wasn't immediately obvious because the wards stunk of, of explosives and fuel oil and, and burnt flesh, but he, he among the odors, he, he thought he detected the smell of mustard gas. He wasn't expert, so he was trained in it. And the British kept insisting, no, you're wrong, you're wrong, there's no mustard gas here, are you kidding, that's a World War I weapon, you're, you're mistaken. But he, he realized it was a cover-up, and he was determined to try and save as many of the men as he could. He insisted they treat them for mustard gas, even though the British refused to acknowledge it. And then he, he did this complete investigation to prove it. He sent divers down, he brought up the shells of the, of the busted mustard gas bombs, showed that they were American, showed that it was mustard gas, and then he wrote this report, but it had to be classified immediately because of the military secrecy. But in the report, he made an astounding finding, and that was the effect that mustard gas had on the human body. And that's kind of the crux of the book. I know we have limited time, but basically, uh, uh, the man was named, what, Cornelius Dusty Rhodes, right? He was the, the physician that kind of discovered this, uh, the effect of 
this chemical in the body had some benefits to what we use today as chemotherapy, right? That's right. They discovered that, that mustard gas essentially depletes white blood cell count and ravages bone marrow. And so this young doctor, Alexander, realized that this was a breakthrough for cancer. He told his boss, Colonel Rhodes, and Colonel Rhodes was head of Memorial Hospital, the biggest cancer hospital in the world, that he immediately um, organized a huge effort to turn mustard gas, nitrous mustard, into the first medicine for cancer, which is known today as chemotherapy. Yeah. So it came out of this terrible World War II tragedy, but because of this young American Army doctor, it, it turned into a medical triumph as well. And you, the way you do it in the book, Jeanette, is great. You just kind of go almost step by step and uh, almost feel like you're there. So you, you really recount the story. We just touched on it, but what a, what a great story to kind of delve into. And, and again, the name of the book is called The Great Secret, The Classified World War II Disaster That Launched the War on Cancer. Again, something good coming out of something uh, tragic. So I, I guess in the long run, uh, it paid off. But sad that uh, so many people had to die. Huh? It is, but it's very inspiring for this moment because it, it's a race for a cure. And right. it just shows that at any moment, unexpectedly, doctors can stumble on a cure and uh, and turn the corner in, in medical history. So I think it's a very inspiring story for this moment as well. Yeah, no doubt. Do you have a website for that you want to give out? People get more information about the book? I do. You can on JanetConant.com, and of course it's on Amazon and in your local bookstores. Great. We'll also put a link on our website. But Jeanette, pleasure talking to you. Great book, and hopefully we can do it again. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. Stan Brock. 30 years ago, I formed Remote Area Medical to help people overseas. But then we found generations of families in America isolated by poverty from the health care they need. Together, we can take dental, vision, and medical help to a million adults and their kids right here at home in the United States of America.